just like when I received this opportunity of this philosophy and way of life, you know, my spiritual master came to Kauai. Kauai is a rem the most northern island in the Hawaiian chain. And it's small, and there were very few people on the island then. Sure. And I'm living, you know, in the forest, which in Hawaii is basically like a jungle, you know, it's just, and, and, a, and an old Filipino cane camp house, sugar cane camp house. So this Rubananda came there with the idea just to see, I wonder if anybody on Kauai would be interested in this teaching and the chanting. You know, like I say, the numbers of people were very small. Everybody there, other than the local people, were either surfers or hippies. But the point is, he just came to this, you know, so small little community. And I was, you know, just very, very ready to hear his message. You know? So it says in scriptures, you know, out of thousands of lifetimes, you know, one may meet a bona fide spiritual master. Thousands of lifetimes. Mm. And out of the people who meet such a spiritual master, maybe there's one that will actually understand who this is and what they have to offer and, you know, be very willing to take the opportunity. Connect it and accept that, you know. So it, it's a very rare thing. Hey there, and welcome to the Breaking Trail podcast. My name is Ruben, and uh, you'll also meet my friend and teacher Balakia here. This episode is about how Balakia met his spiritual teacher and the importance of having guidance in our life. So welcome to my living room if you watch the YouTube or uh, listen to the fire in the background if you're listening on the podcast episode, just the audio. Uh, and uh, hope you'll enjoy this and learn something new today. So, uh, yeah, let's begin. I think that fireplace is not as efficient as a stove. You know, a standalone stove that just sits out in the floor and it just gets red hot. and Like it, this one. I can't see it. Um, yeah, probably. Because, uh -huh. yeah, we have two. <laughs> we have the oh, small yeah. one. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that so, one. But, but 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 you're right. It's not like that one's not efficient at all. We just have it for for fun. Uh -huh. It looks good. But but this one is also not... It's efficient, but it burns out too fast. It, there's something wrong with it. The, they have you know. stoves now that... You can load them up and they'll burn for eight hours. What? Yeah. Yeah, they're wow. unbelievably efficient and really, really give off a lot of heat. Eight hours on You can put the, load them in, at night and it'll still be going in the morning. That would be amazing because yeah. then we would be able to, you know, actually, well, yeah, because we don't have any, right now in these times, we don't have any, uh, 
any electricity heat on anyway. So if yeah, we could no. load that up in the night and just, you know, in the morning get up and start yeah. it, start the fire again, that would be Yeah. Happen. You should check into it. They made a huge advancement in, in wood stoves in the last years. Mm. Wow. But I guess if we get a mini house, then, you know, I, I, I think... I think we don't need that much. Like, I don't think a lot of... Well, you won't need that. No, you won't need as much. But Wow. I need to... I need to show you outside someday. It's so beautiful. With purple clouds, like, all over the horizon here. Uh-oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. They, th they, they think that, you know, I mean... Our, our listeners, I, I guess maybe not everyone knows, but or maybe you do, because we speak about it all the time, the cold in Tromsø. <laughs> so I'm living in Tromsø, and it's just... You you, you think that... Because it's polar night now, by the way, but like it, three days ago, I think, we had two days ago, but the polar night started, so no sun. Great. And, yeah, uh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no sun for one, how much? Almost two months, right? Yeah. Well, in practice, it's going to be no sun for maybe two and a half, three months because we, you know, we have mountains around. So the sun, even if it goes above the horizon, it's not certain that it goes above the, the mountains. Right, right, right. But we have, we've had like, I mean, so, so anyway, my, my point is that when I see all of this, is people think that it's, it's a moment of darkness, but that time is also when you, when you see, the light the most and when you appreciate the light the most and and the most the, the most wonderful light phenomena are here with the sunrise and sunset all day and the aurora borealis the northern lights yeah yeah and the colors i mean i always really like the winter colors up there the blues and steel grays and you yeah. know not it's not bright colors just but very special colors yeah. And, and they kind of blend in with the color of the water, and yeah, yeah. In fact, we had that kind of coloration here, not this week, last week, but the week before when we hiked. And I was telling people that's how it is in the winter in Norway because it was new oh. snow and it was cloudy and it was, you know, all those grays and blues and you know the yeah. trees were dark green against it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Wow. It's it's a special light. I mean, it's. I, but but again, I guess it's <laughs> everything's up here. It's like you you told me once. Like you gotta be in the mode of goodness to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, that's like, true. You either love Tromsø <laughs> or you hate it. Like you move away. <laughs> yeah. You know, as fast as you can if you're born here, or you don't. You know. <laughs> yeah. If you like. Well, I wasn't born there, and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you're the kind of guy that <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I was always like in that northern Norway. Yeah. Did you have cold winters where you're from? Like no, where I grew up, no. The occasionally it would get down to like minus ten Celsius. Mm. Occasionally, but yeah. normally around plus one to plus five to minus two or three. Yeah. And then sometimes more, like plus eight and ten. Yeah. It wasn't hard winter, no. Maybe it snowed two, three times in a winter. Mm. And that was short-lived, but 
it was wonderful because the schools were closed and oh really you know if it was it was, if it was enough no it didn't take much then they closed the schools and we could just go out and play in the snow <laughs> and go sledding. Oh, so they, they closed them so that you could actually go out was that the thing or was it that you couldn't get to school because of the snow or well yeah the roads were bad nobody had any kind of proper oh, yeah. equipment for for driving oh, in yeah. snow i and, guess when you need winter tires and all these things yeah nobody had winter tires nobody i mean i don't <laughs> there was no such thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i see that uh, and here it's it's, it's it's even you can't you it's mandatory to put the winter tires on like you can't it, at, at a certain date you need to put them on even even though it's not ice and snow but just because of safety yeah, you know? yeah they want good. everyone to have it have them on yeah same in Quebec in Canada, that mm -hmm. province. In uh, Ontario, it's not like that. But in Quebec, you have to put on winter tires at a certain date. Yeah. 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 No, it's important. Yeah. We have... Uh... <clears throat> so it just shows the material world is a world of variety and it's always changing. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to be very adaptable in the in the world to not be really stressed by it or affected by it you know you just adapt to each new situation that comes and, uh, some people can't do that you know they just can't do that mm. yeah i i guess mm. because you hold on to something else are you you know you can't give up the... Uh, yeah, how you want it to be, or it's, you know, and it's never like you want it to be, yeah. is it? No, that's very <laughs> true. You, you never... <laughs> you know, no matter how you want it to be, it's never like that. When it's like that, you thought it would, would, it's not what you wanted it to yeah. be, and you want something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the nature of, of material life, trying to get your happiness from a that actually has no happiness and so you have to project pleasure on on the objects or the situations or the relationships or something to to actually experience pleasure there but there's no real pleasure there hmm. you know it's projected pleasure and that's why you get what you thought would make you happy but it doesn't and now you've got to create another projection. source of happiness, another, another projection, another, uh -huh. you know, dream. And it's always this, you're, you're kind of living off the, the hope, yeah? Like someone said, that the yeah. hope is the last thing that leaves a person. Like you're living off the yeah, hope that yeah. the next thing will be the... Right. <laughs> well, they say hope burns eternal. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what, you're hoping for a better story or a better situation. Yeah. 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 You, you know what? It's because this Saturday we're gonna have the live stream about adapting to changing world. So that's you know maybe you could say a couple of words oh. about about that. I, actually, I have well, there's a quote that I read the other day and that really kind of affected me and I just reflected on it and and I thought I could maybe share that and that's also in exactly in line with what you're saying now. So maybe that could be something to to talk about. You know, I. I um, yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Um, basically, okay. So I, I think I'll remember it. So basically, this is a prayer. But but it, the, so this this person is praying for 
the the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the strength to change the things that I can change, and the uh, the wisdom to tell the difference <laughs> between the two. Right, right. And I, yeah, I, I just like yeah what which just creates that peace in a sense because you know that some things I can change and all like all my efforts whatever I do I I will not be able to 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 change it and make it different I just have to accept it and 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 you know adapt to that situation whatever it is and, and find my goal in something else and yeah but yeah and the strength to change things that you can exactly mm. But I like the last part, the wisdom to know the difference. <laughs> yeah, without that, you, you're just lost, yeah, <laughs> because you're you're running around trying to change the yeah. things that you can't change, and and you know, <laughs> yeah, and frustrated, and you know, or another thing is sometimes the things you can't change maybe shouldn't be changed. You know, you got to have the wisdom to know should I change it or not. You know, does it really need to be changed? Yeah, I see what you mean. So he's changing things unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's another another saying that that I always heard growing up is, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." Right. You know, and yeah, I... you know, sometimes we're trying to fix something that's not really broken. Mm. You know. Just make it better. Let's make it better. That's the concept. If I do this, it'll it'll make it better. But it's already okay, you know. Just don't try to fix things that aren't broken. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've had a lot of experience with that in in things like vehicles, for instance. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, but I got to make it better. <laughs> you know? And, you know, it's just like, I can't not do that kind of stuff. Well, I could, but I, well, over the years, how do you mean like you, you know, imp yeah. improve on it? Uh -huh. you know? But what's interesting in connection with these things we're was talking about is when I came to this, to this particular philosophy of life, I understood, I don't, really have to change anything. You know, I, there was that whole concept of always making something better was not a part of this experience with this philosophy, mm -hmm. you know, which was unique for me, really. You know, it was like, it was against my nature. Because <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> no. <laughs> but but I do understand that you were always, for example, traveling. I guess that's that's kind of some kind of usually... I mean, you, you might travel to try to run away from something or change things or want one change or want to, you know, not, not have the steady, boring situation, but, you know, get out there and... Yeah, yeah. But as far as the, the philosophy and the direction in life and, and understanding what is true and what is not, when I met these teachings, I just knew this is perfect, this is 
got all the answers. This includes everything I need to know. And I don't have to look for anything else. Yeah. You know, I don't have to change. I might travel, you know, but that's not connected necessarily with trying to change anything. That's, and, you know, for the last whatever, 25, eight years, I don't know, a bunch of years, the traveling was in connection with giving other people this unchangeable teaching. Mm. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like traveling for sport kind of thing. Just mm. let's let's go enjoy another place on the planet. Yeah. You know, it was like let's take this absolute message to people who may have never heard this message. You know, maybe they'll they'll never hear this if I don't give them this opportunity, they may never hear it. Yeah, and, and you mm-hmm. and you can't control again like how their reaction will be. So you don't need to worry no, about no. that. You just give them the opportunity and so Yeah. Yeah. Leave it up to them. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know. Just like when I received this opportunity of this philosophy and way of life, you know, my spiritual master came to Kauai. Kauai is a rem- the most northern island in the Hawaiian chain. Well, there's one more tiny one north of mm-hmm. that, but the most of the ones that are known. Yeah. And it's small, and there were very few people on the island then, especially now it's much more people. But, you know, and so, you know, it's unlikely that you're really going to meet <laughs> some teacher of the absolute truth in that kind of place. Sure. And I'm living, you know, in the forest, which in Hawaii is basically like a jungle, you know, it's just <laughs> in, in, a, in an old Filipino cane camp house, sugar cane camp house. Oh, really? You know, did you, but yeah. Like, did you build that yourself or did you, did someone? No, 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 no. Hawaii, in those years before I got there, and even after I was there, the main crop was sugarcane. Oh. And so a lot of the land area of Hawaii was planted in sugarcane. Oh, yes. And there was a big sugar company there. Okay. And the workers in the cane fields were Filipinos. Oh. And so before my time there, they would have these Filipino cane camps. Yeah, yeah. And so they would have a lot of little single wall, I mean, like one one by 12 one. thick wall, uh, a small house for the worker. Say you've got a Filipino family, the husband, wife, and some kids, and each one had their little house. And then there would be a bigger house where the the boss lived. And so this house that we lived in was the remaining boss house, the bigger house of the cane camp that used to be there. All that was basically gone, but this was where the big guy lived. Okay. So, (laughs) but it was long, long abandoned and, you know, and so... We just moved in there, and it was no electricity, <laughs> no running water, you know, none, no frills. But it was Hawaii. Hey, you don't need 
those things. We had a little stream. I was, right was going to say, back in those days, I'm sure you could drink the water from the stream even. Or, yeah, you know, it you was know. like, you know, a little valley and, and this little stream. And, and, and everywhere the Filipino cane camps were, there was always a lot of fruit trees because they planted fruit trees. I mean, oh. the Filipinos were very self-supportive, agricultural-minded people. Oh. So they would always plant avocado trees, mango trees, orange trees, lemon trees, banana trees, you know, lily koi, which is passion fruit. Oh. And, and so it, yeah. all those were just growing around. And so we had those in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, oh. <laughs> our drinking water actually was catchment from the roof. Oh. You know, it kept run off the roof into a barrel. We used it more for washing our hands and stuff than drinking because the roof was yeah, metal roof was, and it had some say, rust in it. I was going to say, that was probably, yeah. You know? mm -hmm. But that was the general setup anyway. Wow. So that's where we live. So. Not only are we on a remote island, but we're in a remote place on this remote island. <laughs> you know? And lo and behold, you know, Siddhartha came there with the idea just to see, I wonder if anybody on Kauai would be interested in this teaching and the chanting. And he just came there to, to see. And, you know, gave a couple of gatherings, you know, and, you know, like I say, the numbers of people were very small. Everybody there, other than the local people, were either surfers or hippies. <laughs> and so that's how it, it was. But the point is, he didn't go to some big metropolis city, you know, with all the amenities and all the promise of you know, wealth and fame. A lot and of money followers and, 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 and yeah. He just came to this, you know, so small little community. And I was, you know, just very, very ready to hear his message, you know. And so the point is, you know, it's like you just go wherever you go and offer that opportunity and you know, maybe somebody will be ready to take it. <laughs> wow. So it says in scriptures, you know, out of thousands of lifetimes, you know, one may meet a bona fide spiritual master. Mm. Thousands of lifetimes. Mm. And out of the people who meet such a spiritual master, maybe there's one that will actually understand who this is and what they have to offer and, you know, be very willing to, Take the opportunity to be connected or... and accept mm -hmm. that, you know. So it, it's a very rare thing, you know. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and, and to, <laughs> some people would call that, you know, chance and some would call it destiny, I guess. But, but I guess, I guess you know that there's a higher there's a higher, like, yeah, you 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 let go of the control and you you just see that everything's arranged according to what your desire in your heart is, like how it's meant to be arranged. Yeah, it's all... that that's the key because it, again, 
is a scripturally based fact that the Lord is in our heart and he knows exactly what we want. And when we are ready, he will arrange it for one of his representatives to come into our life in some way. You know, nowadays it could be through the internet. You know, it could be through, you know, this program. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, in those days, it had to be basically personal contact. It was no, yeah. <laughs> it was no internet, no, no smartphones. We didn't even have a phone. Period. You know, that was that was long before mobile phones. You know, wow. the old desk dial-up phone was was the only option, and that was not available to us. I mean, we had nothing in connection with that. And just, we, we could like dial up to random people and, and start interviewing them and see if they're yeah. spiritually realized. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't have to. But, yeah. but, but I guess that's, there's just to, you know, there's a problem there as well in the sense of when you have internet that available, then it's like you find so many people that perhaps are not leading you in the right direction or that appear to be while in the old days, I, I don't know, I, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like you're you're more, you just have to trust in in the higher plan, like that it okay. will be arranged in some way, because you can't go out of your way and look for it, because yeah. you can only travel to so many places. Like you had to actually, I guess, physically travel with your body, or right, right, yeah. It's, yeah. Now information overload is is just exactly. that. You know, it's overload, mm. and now yeah. more people are confused about what is the truth and what is not the truth. And, <laughs> you know, so many things that are presented, you know, either immediately or down the road proved to not be true. So you understand that you were cheated, yeah. you know, the, and even the people that are supposed to be the authorities of truth, you know, they are found to be, you know, just spreading untruth, you know, yeah. to satisfy their agendas and, so now people are so afraid and hesitant to get involved with anything, you know, other than the yeah. very shallow surface level thing, which is really, you know, not that consequential. Mm -hmm. yeah. and unfortunately, that, that carries over into personal relationships with people. You know, what people you, are afraid to trust mean? anybody. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah, even yeah. the husband and wife relationships, you know, is are so filled with distrust anymore. Yeah, you know, that's the, true. you know, it, everything is 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 just, you know, a, a source of anxiety and fear. You know. Yeah, that's true. And as yeah. soon as you start trusting somebody, you know, then you get burnt. You mm. know, you exactly. And so people just back off and just kind of become you know, untrustworthy of anyone and everyone. Yeah. And you might have been burnt, you know, quite a lot of times before. Like, so, so that's, that's the situation that you don't want to be in because that's yeah. the most. Yeah. I mean, what can, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was, <laughs> I was very, very determined <laughs> before I met my wife, now Lynn, that I wouldn't never get, that I would never get married. I would never, uh, you know, like bind myself in that way to a person anymore because I just, I, I, had le I had left a relationship coming to Trondheim feeling really that I couldn't be the perfect person for her and I 
just like so frustrated that I, because I really wanted, I've always wanted to help others or in some way. So really wanted to help her, but I just couldn't. So I kind of made this promise that, you know, because that ended off, of course, in that frustration that I, and then I just like, so never again, <laughs> but then <laughs> things, <That's it>. things <laughs> but, but the thing is that somehow or other I had, like, I was given the wisdom to see that some things like that, that attitude could change and it was positive for me to change it again, what we <laughs> started talking yeah. about. Like I, I saw that I, I don't need to live in this way. It's not going to move, help me forward in my life to have this attitude. It's holding on to the past in that sense and holding on to what I appear to be to others and what they think about me. It's not, it's not, it's in a way for my development actually. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. There's a saying, never say never. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Once you say that, then it's a. <laughs> and you might be proved wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah it's, a, it's an interesting journey through life. Like we just break and trail, you know, is a journey, right? Mm -hmm. Life is a journey. You know, and <clears throat> journeys don't always go the way you think or end up like you hoped. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what is, what is the, another saying? You know, there's so many sayings. You know, the the adventure never ends till you get back to the car. <laughs> you know. So, in the spiritual analogy, you know, until you get back home, back to the spiritual world, uh, you know, the adventure never ends. Mm. You know? So. Yeah, but it's in in a true spiritual journey. It's a very wonderful adventure. Mm. You know, and it's like I gave a, a lecture, public lecture for life for Poland yesterday, and uh, the main topic was how to make make it so life is not gray and boring. Oh, <laughs> because material life is always sooner or later becomes gray and boring yeah gets old so the the main point of the the lecture was spiritual life is never gray and never boring real spiritual mm. life not pseudo spiritual life mm. you know because that's what life is you know that connection you know with the the spiritual world and, and the supreme spiritual personality, etc. And, you know, it's ever fresh. So everything here is maybe so fresh in the beginning and so bright and so exciting and exhilarating and, you know, filled with excitement. <laughs> but after some time, it gets boring. You know, yeah. it, it just starts fading. It's like the yeah, the, yeah. the sun in Trump's <laughs> it starts fading. You know? Things start you getting gray. Can't do anything gray. about it. <laughs> you know, can't do anything about it. Uh, and you know the hot relationships start getting cold. You know that's one of the yeah. experiences yeah. that that we have in these material relationships. You know what was Been so there. warm and so wonderful, and you know. 
hot. You know, in many ways, it starts getting cooled down and, and cold, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, totally. <laughs> that's material life, isn't it? It's just a reality that, you know, we need to accept as is the material reality, you know. But that doesn't mean that's everywhere in every situation. In the spiritual dimension, it's the opposite of that. And that's something we can implement to our life as well right now. Like, we don't need to wait until... It's not heaven that we're speaking about. It's not some distant experience, different time, different... It's it's a real practical thing. Right. You know. You know, so... You know, you... Go ahead. Um, I need to put some firewood on my fire. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it was gone. Yeah, like, Things are getting cold. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was about, yeah. How about the fire? Because I feel it's getting colder in my back right now. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we wanted to keep it short, so maybe maybe we could even yeah. you know have a little kirtan and then I'll uh, okay. While you're starting and getting the guitar, I'll just put on some. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay. Let's do that.
Brighten up the day. <laughs> Brighten up the day. Get the sun to rise on the inside instead of rising on the outside, which it won't for the next two months. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Bright sun, shiny day inside, always. If, yeah. if we so choose, really. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Valkyrie. That's awesome. I'll, yeah, uh, thank you. So thanks to all we'll listening. We'll uh, be with you next time. Next time. Yeah. Keep keep the home fires burning. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Namaste. Okay, namaste. Haribo. Haribo. Ah,